Hello and welcome to Storm Boy Speaks. On today's program, um, we're going to talk in our second program in the Spiritual Intuition series on um, spiritual self-knowledge. And what do I mean by that? And what does that all boil down to? Well, let's start at the essence of all things, shall we? So, as we discussed before, the truth of the idea of what many people have called God, which we now, we you know, I don't like to use that word, I've explained many times, um, because it's misrepresenting what we're talking about. We are talking about the field of all things, the infinite field of oneness of all things, which is the creator source. This is a living, breathing energy, just like in the Star Wars analogy of the force. But it is everything. <clears throat> it doesn't just flow through everything. It is everything. Provably so at the quantum level by any top physicist will explain. This has been known for a hundred years now, since Niels Bohr, basically, yeah, basically a hundred years ago. Um, you know, we discussed previously that, you know, uh, famously, um, some great, uh, great physicist uh, said. Um, atoms are more like ideas or thoughts than things so we gotta bear that in mind and think what that means well so essentially what we have is this field of all things it is a field that is at its densest at its most basic form consciousness it is consciousness consciousness rises up in levels of literal physical vibration to produce physical objects and electromagnetic fields, plasma, you know, gas, solids, matter, etc. Right. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> the field that we're talking about, um, I want you to think of for the moment as imagine this field of all things on, on infinite planes. As we said, it's, it's many planes of things. It's you know, physical, spiritual, vibratory, electromagnetic. It's all these things as one. They're one field. They're not separate things. They're one thing. And this one thing, I want you to think of as if it is a, um, for simplistic analogies, as a. Uh, imagine a bundle of nerve fibers, a bit like the, the nerve fibers, the neurons in your brain. Have you ever seen a map of the neurons in your brain, which interestingly is almost directly uh, analogous to a to an infrared map of the of the known universe? You can look at that; they look very similar. So, um, <clears throat> if you think about that, really makes a lot of sense to what we're going to talk about. So, think about that as the idea of the field of all things on all levels. It's this interconnected web of infinite possibility and infinite things, okay? Now, within that field, I want you to think of it this way. We have, as we're aware of in our world at least, right, we have um, a, a number of different experiences of what we will call the field itself. So from our own perspective down, as far as we're, con we're concerned, we're gonna take ourselves as humanity as the idea of the highest um, point of the field to some extent. And what I mean by that is, is in terms of um, being a sentient being. You're aware of yourself. You are aware that you exist. You're aware uh, of lots of specifics to do with yourself. In fact, most humans, this is the problem, are so egocentric that it's, it's an incredible problem. It is the problem with our society. Um, so most people are so concerned with themselves, that's to the exclusion of all other things. 
This has become the curse of humanity, right? Now, and that's so ironic, really, because if you think about what we are then, what, what, what are sentient beings, whether it be humans or, or extraterrestrials or whatever, but we're used to humans, so we're going to go with that. Well, they think of themselves, they think of what their needs are, they think of their thoughts, they think of their desires, right? On a, on a daily basis, that's pretty much what most people think of all the time and not much else. So they're, they're pretty bereft of any spiritual ideology a lot of the time. All their ideas on a spiritual level are often disconnected um, or sorry, are, are directly connected, sorry, should I say, to the to their physical day-to-day -day experience. You know, I want this, I pray for this, I want this a bit more. Their needs and desires. Rather than on some deep metaphysical basis, like going, I wonder what, what, what I actually am as a being. What does that mean? How am I part of the field? Well, as a sentient being, I want you to imagine yourself as a node a node of, um, imagine a nexus point within the field of kind of neurons in your brain or this, this, this bundle of, um, you know, like a web-like structure where lots of these points cross, producing a, a nexus or a node of points which is super sharp and sensitive. So it's very sensitive to lots of things, which gives rise to the fact that you are sentient. You're aware of yourself, you're aware of all the things you need and all the rest of it, right, as a being. You're very conscious of your own ego and yourself. That's because this point of all these meeting, if you like, um, bundles of, of space-time and electromagnetic energies that, be, that make you are very sharp, very self-aware, and very concentrated in one tiny area, and that tiny area is you, right? So, <clears throat> when we look at animals, what's the difference between humans and animals? Why are they not quite the same? We think people think, oh, you know, they're dogs. Oh, he thinks this, he thinks that. And yet, it's never quite the same. Dogs are so ridiculously loyal and they play around, you know, and I've seen experiments where they've, they've studied where they looked at a dog and the dog, the dog started to react on a daily basis um, when his master um, was leaving work. To the extent where his master closed the door of his work to leave to, for home and the dog started barking miles away no connection no didn't know anything about it how is that possible well that's possible of course because they're both integrated connected networks within the field we know this right however the dog is operating and, and you'll notice this in the way the behavior of dogs and animals in general animals are generally speaking and dogs you know you look at ants you look at dogs you look at um, most animal species they work in packs or groups and what that means is that from a con that's a consciousness too so dogs don't see themselves as individuals like you do they see themselves as you them maybe your children, your wife, or whatever, your friends, or whoever owns the dog. Whatever connected network the dog has built up in its mind is what it perceives as its version of the node of experience. In other words, you have a very sharp node of experience, which is all about yourself, 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 your ego, what you want, where you think you're going, all about your little life and all the rest of it, right? 
Dogs have a perception of loyalty more because they are loyal to the pack, to the group, and that group is usually a family in modern day environments. And the where dogs really come from, of course, when they were wolves, is just the pack of wolves. And the same you would see, you know, in a group of ants. They're a hive, right? A hive mind. We hear that in science fiction all the time, right? Same thing, but it's the same idea. So they have a pack mentality. They don't not just mentality though, they see themselves as the pack. They don't conceive of themselves as anything separate than that. They are just that. That's a widened sense of sharpened perception, right? Not as sharp as our egotistical one. And then we widen that again and we go to studies on plant life and on, on, on trees, which is incredibly interesting. So a number of very, very detailed studies have been done on uh, forest, um, you know, um, plant species and trees and forests and what they found was that when there's approaching uh, disease like for instance dutch elm disease starts to hit one of the trees in the out outer rims of a forest literally they will send messages through the root system of the forest itself will be sent through these trees hard to believe but through the underground networks there will be messages sent biochemically to the other trees on the other side of the forest and around the whole forest to warn them of this coming disease. This is unbelievable and yet that's what happens. And again, so what you're seeing here is that the trees perceive themselves and the plant life perceive themselves as a wider scale of integrated networks of consciousness. These are living things and people need to get past this idea of somehow, I've talked about this before with the vegetarian thing, you know, plants are as alive as uh, animals and they experience just as much pain. It's just how you relatively measure that. So plants send these messages in a conscious web, which is a wider integrated conscious web. They see themselves, let's say, as the forest, uh, as a node of consciousness. Animals see themselves as a pack, as a node of consciousness, you know, several of them human beings and let's say I don't know any other sentient beings often will see themselves as one being their ego themselves so now we see these are just a conscious framework in which the way the field works to understand itself the field is a toroidal field are like it's basically a shape like a donut which feeds itself and back again constantly rotating in and out imagine a field rotating into a donut and out the other side in reverse what you have is that this constantly referencing constantly renewing field flows around on itself this conscious field provable in physical in physics terms um, look at the work of Nassim Haramein and you see that what you find is this conscious field is constantly regenerating, constantly um, renewing itself and constantly learning about itself. What is the goal of the, of the field of all things? To know itself and to uh, develop, to grow in some sense, uh, i.e. Um, to become something else, to develop and therefore um, to do things it hasn't already done. Which is why, you know, when we see our own experience as being relative to the field and relevant to the field, we understand the true nature of what we're here for. The field, we and animals and plants and stones and rocks and every other form of thing, which is a part of consciousness in every way, is feeding back information into that field of all things which teaches it about itself. 
we are the cells in its body think of it that way and it's not a bad analogy um teaching it about itself and therefore giving it information to renew and to uh constantly if you like update or change itself as it moves forward in 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 what we can perceive as time right so <clears throat> these points are are very important because if we start to see as somebody once said so i said oh you know well it's nice all this spiritual ideology but what is it to me well can you see immediately when somebody says that what they're really saying is they're seeing themselves as the ego self they're only able to see themselves as this sharpened perspective of the node of existence as i've said and if you are not unfortunately able to see yourself as the animals as the plants as all other things as well as of course other egotistical beings like yourself which is the easiest first point because you can relate to them more right um but if you can't do that then you can't really help them to progress in other words you can't help yourself to progress and you can't really help anything else to learn so like i said before you end up going through a cycle of lives where you die you reawaken you think oh no i was supposed to feedback information to help other beings and help everyone grow because everyone is me because what i do to others i do to myself because they literally are me in every aspect it's just that they're a different perspective of me and this is so important it's the same as buddha talking about um be be the rain meditate be the rain um there's a famous book called herman hess called siddhartha which is an allegorical book about the buddha and it's a beautiful book and i suggest you read it if you haven't it's very short and and very sweet and um one of the things he talks about it is for instance he wanted to be the rain be the trees be the sky and i remember when i first read it i didn't really really understand that and i was like i don't really understand you know but of course what he's saying is with within that framework is is to literally embody what it is to be the other aspects of the field especially when those aspects are not like yourself even they're not humanoid in a sense they're not i they're not this this uh self-referencing um a self-aware perspectives which are difficult more difficult to put yourself in the place of right because people are so egocentric in what they do so what's it to us it is this it is to say that what what are we really here to do what are we here to do we're here to know ourselves as the field to bring forth to as many other aspects of the field as we can self awareness unity awareness of all things and to enable all those other perspectives to reference each other to be aware of each other and to move forwards in harmony in a balanced sense learning from each other growing from each other sometimes negatively sometimes positively but referencing itself together in other words understanding that you are not just this node and it's just you it's just you and nothing else and I'm dead and that's it and it's the end of my life it's like no if only you knew it doesn't work that way you're an infinite field repeating itself forever you can never die but it's not about you your ego is just a, a minute perspective of the field and you will play many perspectives in that field during your multiplicity of lives undoubtedly the point is the more that you understand during this physical life your relationship to other beings other 
you know, forms of life and, and, and you know, what you perceive as non-life, but everything is, is, is alive, as I've said, whether it be rocks or stones, these are still alive in some conscious sense of the word. Um, when you can start to relate to all those things and start to try and be those things in some sense, or at least try to conceptualize that those things are part of you. You are not this disparate, separate self. When you start to do that, you change, and here's the thing, here's, this is the most important thing about this, is you literally raise the vibration, the actual uh, frequency, the actual electromagnetic frequency of your surrounding area of the field, of the cosmos of you and, and your surrounding on this planet, for instance, you raise that vibration in a wave. And the wave transcends and travels out from you like in a three-dimensional wave, yeah, across space-time, theoretically, possibly across the universe if it was strong enough and it would keep going forever like a television signal. Think of it that way, right? So you're sending those messages out across the cosmos forever. Um, the stronger the messages are that you understand and connect to your surroundings, the more you unify those surroundings, the more those surroundings connect to you, raise in vibration, and therefore make the field move forwards and transcend and grow and evolve. And evolution here, in that sense of the word, the true evolution, is what the main goal, if you like, of the field is, of course. It wants to evolve, to know more about itself, to understand itself more. So you are helping that happen by being aware of it, respecting those things around you, yeah, giving love and sure and all those things, but it's also about trying to feel the moment of being there, you know, be here now, as it were. You know, that's, that's a real big thing. I once, as a child, had a moment in the mountains, uh, in the pouring rain, I was in the middle of a stone circle. And that's because, undoubtedly, the energy in the middle of a stone circle, which I didn't realize as a child, is incredibly strong. I was in the Lake District in England, and it was pouring with rain, and I think I was about seven years old, and I ran to the middle of the circle, and, and I just span around in a circle, and I didn't want to go. And I didn't want to leave because I felt this unbelievable sense of unity and oneness. I couldn't describe it. I just described it as fusing with the landscape was the phrase I used. But what I was feeling was that nexus point in space-time, if you like. I wasn't being me anymore. I wasn't being my little ego self. Oh, I want this. I want a biscuit. I want a cup of tea, whatever, right? I wasn't being my personality self. I was suddenly, my frame of reference, my energy field had spread out and helped undoubtedly by the telluric currents of the, of the grid of, um, you know, obviously the, 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 the ley lines underneath me that cross at every, um, at every stone circle, as we know, which helps the natural energies and pathways of the, of the country, of the land. Um, but it felt connected to the stones, to the, to the mountains surrounding me, and I felt like I was that I felt like I was the whole experience it felt like I was the rain I was the stone circle I was the mountains and I didn't want to leave that there was a, a sense of completion a sense of balance and what I'm trying the reason I use that uh, mention it is because that is what I'm talking about here is in this lifetime 
I believe that experience that I've had once, perhaps a couple of times in my life, but that's the strongest one I ever remember, is perhaps the goal because it's at that point you're aware of yourself as everything else. What you do to others, you do to yourself, you are the everything. And when you are the everything, you raise the vibration of the surrounding cosmos and you you change it in, a, in, a, in an enlightened way, uh, moving it forwards and enabling it and yourself to evolve. And on, on very often, should I say, it's the case that those things happen much like it happened that to me there as a child spontaneously without me planning it or doing any kind of, you know, meditative practice or anything, but actually spontaneously it just happened. So I hope that's been inspiring in some sense. I hope that makes some sense in terms of understanding who and what we are spiritually within the field of all things from a scientific and a spiritual point of view. Uh, until next time, I wish you as always truth, freedom and balance.